welcome to another episode of the Batwoman Podcast. I am your host, Rachel Eiley, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Mimi and Jeremy. And we're all here to happily discuss the last two episodes of Batwoman with you. So uh, it's been it's been a little while. We had um, a bit of a break after episode 11 and then into episode 12, which was on last night. So uh, how have you guys been feeling about everything? Um, it's... It continues to be a mixed bag. There's uh, there's some good for sure, but you know the show continues to prove we can't have nice things for too long. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that's especially valid given last night's episode. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is, that's specifically what I'm referring to. Yeah. Sure we'll get there. Yeah, I mean so, we'll get there. I feel like it's definitely improving, and oh, then yeah. I remember I'm watching a CW show. You know? Yeah, like that's the best way of putting it because I'm like. In the time we've had a machine recording, I've been watching so many other things, like anime included. Kitty. So it's kind of just like, oh yeah, I forgot, CW. Like, I haven't watched a lot of my CW shows, and now I'm catching back up, and I'm just like, oh yeah, I forgot. Sorry, my cat was literally <laughs> trying to bite the cord. But yeah, yeah, that's valid. <laughs> yep. So, um, show. Yeah, it's a lot. Okay. So you can <laughs> jump into our notes here for episode 11, called An Unbirthday Present. Uh, before we get into that, do you guys have uh, any overall thoughts on the episode? Um, I honestly, I honestly, this one was the one where, at, like, we first deal with Alice, uh, like Beth, the whole Beth Alice thing, right? That's when Beth yeah. first shows up. Yeah. Okay. Um, I really like this episode because, like, uh, we, I still don't understand the reasoning behind the ending of it because it doesn't make any sense because it doesn't seem like time has passed significantly enough to where the brainy thing happened and nothing happened to them but when this happens something happens i i, I don't get it uh, but yeah it's just that, that, yeah that's no, my big issue with the episode it's just position general. with the supergirl episode definitely did not help <laughs> yeah that's what that's what makes it really confusing is because like okay you show this like you show this ending and then i'm like okay how does that make sense and then the supergirl ending is like okay that makes sense because they showed up, and then you do this, and it's just like, okay, but that just contradicted what you just showed us. I'm not even going to try anymore. Yeah, you kind of get the feeling that the writers' rooms were not coordinating with each other. I feel like after the crossover, they're like, "All right, see you next year," and then they all went <laughs> off to their separate things. rooms, yeah. all right next door to each other, and we're just like, "Oh shit." <laughs> though, like you guys could like do to pass some notes, like yeah, that would be good. But I gotta say, though, I'm no longer as angry at this episode as I was originally, so, you know, improvements, I guess. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. All right. Well, let's start off in our first you know, observation, of course, is like, oh, look, we're actually dealing with the results of crisis. How neat. And honestly, this is more than I expected they were going to give to me. Oh, yeah, especially on, on Batwoman, where, like, she kind of felt the most out of place in crisis in general because like everybody else had some like established stuff they had to deal with during crisis and then she was just kind of there uh yeah. so like yeah. i didn't actually expect them to give the new show that much like after effects to it um and you know up until the point where we got uh, the reveal of beth uh we didn't see anything and i was like okay that's fine it's the new show so that's cool <laughs> yeah but I... yeah Maybe. uh go ahead Mimi. Okay. I'm. I am happy though. Like at least we. Happy, sad. Like I'm happy we got her to get to deal with crisis stuff because, like you guys are saying, she had so little to do in the crossover, 
and they put her through so much pain in the stuff she did do, and so it was nice, but also that ending where it's like, oh, Beth's here, just like, alright, cool, I guess, can't, okay. all right, cool, doppelganger much, like. I mean, like, I'm like, I'll, I'll take it, you know, I, I don't want to yeah. question how, too much of how we got here, but I'll take it. <laughs> I mean, the, and also, you know, let let let's take the let's take the good while we can. The wig wasn't horrible. Like yeah. that was that was a decent wig. I yeah. was like, okay, all right. Yeah, I, I will take I will take improvements in wigs over the CW definitely. <laughs> Seriously though, like that's one of their biggest issues just all across their shows is the wig department. So that's like, true. good for them. It's because like all the money goes to making sure their leather costumes look progressively better, and then it's like, oh shit, they got to wear a wig. Uh, this one from Party City, and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so valid, right. honestly. <laughs> All right, I, I feel bad for the PA that had to fetch this and be like, are we really going to put this on our actors? Oh, yeah, right? Like, it's always like, are you sure we should go to Party City for the wig? We don't need to go to the really nice wig shop? No, we don't have the money for that, Jeremy. And you're like, okay. The CW is single-handedly keeping the Party yep. City in Vancouver yeah. alive. <laughs> Seriously, though, I, I, bet, I, bet you they, I bet you they have, like, a specific tab. Like, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. Okay. So, yeah, so she's there, and then Kate's like, oh, yeah, wow, this is obviously Alice. I'm not going to notice any of the differences in between them and just start choking her. So, yeah, so that, so that was my big thing. It's not like she is, you know, brand new to it like before. Like, they already explained to her the concept of the multiverse and, like, how doppelgangers are a thing. She met another version of her cousin during crisis so when she sees another version of alice who you know clearly is more friendly and isn't talking in psychotic nursery rhymes she should be like her first instinct should be like okay who are you not okay you're clearly my evil sister who's escaped i'm gonna choke you now (laughs) it's just like rage switch activated quick (laughs) yeah and i was like uh, someone said a keyword and she went off (laughs) Seriously, oh man! Oh no! Sorry, sorry. I just finished that episode. God damn it! Uh, someone said tangerine, and she snapped. Anyway, um, uh, now yeah. that I've gotten that out, we'll save that separately. Yeah, but uh, on to that next. To anyway, that. on the Riverdale podcast now. <laughs> to the next point, I like that they gave Mouse a plot point, even though it was ridiculous. So like. Yeah. Mouse kidnapping a bunch of rich kids? Sure, I'll take it. Like, here are these children we've never had any reason to care about up to this point, but I guess... But for yeah. this episode, we do. Their parents matter. I, I, so. I mean, I, I guess it was to sh- also show that this, uh, you know, Beth is uh, obviously a much more compassionate person because she was like, oh, we gotta, we gotta save these asshole rich kids, even though no one really cares about the asshole rich kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess they were mostly just to establish, like, they're some impor- they have some importance to the city, so that's why they were being kidnapped to begin with, but, like, mm-hmm. eh. Yeah. No one really... Yeah, st- stakes don't really work if you don't really care about what the stakes are attached to. It's like, I feel like two- it would have been... Sorry. You're good. I was just like, here's two, two theoretically existing children <laughs> we're supposed to care about. Exactly. I feel like they would have been more impactful if they were, like, Mary's friends or some shit like that. Where it's like, oh, you've seen them with Mary in a scene, so we somewhat know who they are. But whatever, establishment, what's that? Yeah, or, or <laughs> like, yeah, if they were Mary's friends, we would have been like, okay, you need to save them because Mary needs to... We don't need Mary to be more sad. Let, let's yeah. keep Mary from being sad. That's important. <laughs> we'll actually incorporate some Mary stakes into this, then we'll care. Listen, yeah. Mary stakes are the only things that matter because Mary is the best character. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, 
I also liked your note about the entire government of Gotham blacklisting Batwoman because she's a lesbian. Yep. That was <laughs> nice a lot. To see, nice to see that that carried over from the episode that we had so much good to say about. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, okay, yeah, she's a lesbian, so let's ignore the only person keeping us safe because gay people. Yeah. I mean... Dude, it's not like it's not like he's walking around like ha- handing out pro-gay pamphlets in a rainbow She's bat suit. Although like the rainbow, bat, the rainbow bat suit is a thing. The rainbow bat suit is a thing. So they could they they could have you know done worse and incorporated that. <laughs> it could have been worse. It could have been like the, here's the dartboard of all the costumes, and it was like rainbow bat suit. Yes, <laughs> to emphasize the gay. This yeah, is a vigilante that, uh, that we have no idea what her uh, actual romantic life looks like. Let's just blacklist her. Seriously though, like why why does it, why does there why does a like a vigilante's romantic life even matter? It's yeah. again, it's, it's not like like I I hate that like it's trying to force the message about oh yeah you know we got to keep her from spreading the gay agenda whatever that is like yeah like come on guys it's twenty twenty. You're a metropolitan city. This is not like some small town in Ohio that is really afraid of the, the gay spreading everywhere. Yes, like, I agree. Come on. This is this is 2020. Let's let's get moving. Right. Okay. All right, so uh, and then so... we're back in the plot with Kate and Beth and Kate and Sophie, and they had a secret code in order to tell when someone is lying or something like that because that's super convenient. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it makes sense because, you know, military, obviously, they would, you know, put in codes to, like, you know, warn against, like, a trap or some kind of torture. So, I mean, it made sense for them. Um, and then, of course, they shoehorn the same one in for Alice and Mouse because, of course, it would be convenient. Yeah. Um, and how else are we going to have a reason to show, you know, little girl being tortured flashbacks? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that thing we really love to see on this show. Torturing the tiny young Jewish girl, but that's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Sorry, I needed to say it. (laughs) No, you're good. You're good. I I understand. Uh, Um, Um, Yeah, and then Alice breaks out because, of course, she does. What else would she do if she did not break out? I did like how she broke out because it was just the right amount of extra that I'm like, yeah, I can accept this. But also, Sophie, get your shit together, girl. You're supposed to be better. Come on, yeah, Sophie. I, but also, like, we you have to admit they're Gotham security people, so like they're all just inherently bad. Yeah. Like yeah. Gotham security is like the uh, like comic book equivalent of stormtroopers. So, <laughs> like, clearly nobody here is actually good at their jobs. The yeah. only good ones were Renee Montoya, and we're never going to see her again because she was on Supergirl. Well, well, like just like. Well, Maggie Sawyer was in Supergirl. Yeah, Maggie. Yeah, yeah, my bad. Maggie, yeah, my Maggie bad. Was in I was going to say because yeah, yeah Renee's in Renee's in Birds of Prey, so that's Birds also yeah. is out. So there's a pot- potential that the embargo on her is lifted, and we might actually see her at some point, probably next season. Fingers crossed. Uh, um, I, if we, you haven't go see Birds of Prey, go see Birds of Prey. Yes, yeah. go see we it. Do, that's our. You do need an actual like good like gay character that isn't just like a, a gay person first and then a character we need someone that's a character first that happens to be gay like that's, can that's we get so one valid. of those please that's so valid <laughs> <laughs> thank you jeremy like, yeah. I, i'm so ti- i'm so tired of this every time the cw makes a gay character other than alex it's like they always have to make it like a priority to be like look at them they're a gay character see gay <laughs> But no, we make the character first, guys. Let's yeah. add that later. 
I mean, I, th- I think that I think it worked for Sarah and Alex because it wasn't like at the absolute beginning yeah, of their introduction. Exactly. It was it was added later because we saw okay, they. I mean, we don't really know what to do with Alex, and like it, you know, there was no hint either way of where she could go. So we can ju- we can make it have that story. That makes sense. Yeah. And same with, for Sarah. Yeah, with Maggie Sawyer and Ava and Everno is just like introduced as love interest. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's never good. Yeah. Now that we've had that tangent, I'm proud of all of us. Yay. Yes. Um, yep. <laughs> so are we going to the Beth comment? Yeah, let's let's go to the Beth comment. So, you know. Yep. Beth is like, yeah, I'm going to impersonate this alternate universe version of me that I have spent the last 15 years experiencing extreme trauma that I've never been through and I've never met her. What could possibly go wrong? You gotta admit, like, she must have taken some acting classes at Gotham University, because she's pulling it off for a minute. I mean, I hope so. I was just like, girl, you in danger. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, there was, it was a really fun, it was a really fun moment just to see, her, like, Beth uh, bonding with Luke, and especially with Mary. Like, that was nice. But also, I love that, uh, like, they don't forget that Mary is, like, all right, this is still super weird for me because the last time I saw you, you killed my mom in front of me. Yeah. Like, I know it's not you, so I'm not angry at you, but I'm angry at your face, if that makes sense. I mean, Mary's valid. That's, uh, that's a lot to deal with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it, it was a cute moment. I really liked how that scene flushed out, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With just Beth being like, sorry, it's like, that was really cute in a really weird way that I get. We can, I guess we can only get on a CW show. <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, it's it's not like she's like a twin. It's like, oh, you know, you are actually the same person, but and, you didn't do this. And so. honestly, like, I'm not I'm not gonna lie. This whole this whole thing with like doppelgangers and stuff. Uh, I think Mimi's gonna be the only one that gets this, but it ga- it gave me serious PTSD flashbacks to the whole Elena Catherine thing from the vampire. Yeah, countries. yeah. Like and I've I had my like, doppelganger phase. Uh, <laughs> let's not do this. Let's not. Please, can we stop? Let's, let's let's stop. Let's oh, let's not. Yeah. But yeah, no. It, but um, I liked that she was actually able to convince uh, Mouse for a bit until Mouse pulled the secret code out of nowhere, and she's like, "Oh, what now?" Like so close. We're doing so well. Ah, almost there. So close. she underestimated the crazy. And, then, and that's on her, because she's too precious to yeah. think that way. <laughs> and then we, everyone almost dies in a burning car. All right, that's what could go wrong. Yeah, because subtlety definitely isn't a thing. Because, yeah, you know, Alice Alice was rescued from a burning car from creepy face-swapper man, whose name I can't remember. Um, he has no name. He's just the creepy guy. Like, I feel dude. like he does have a name, but we're just like, you know, the creepy yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. The creepy, yeah, the creepy torturer dude. Like, dude. He, he doesn't deserve a name. <laughs> We're just going to call him Creepy Guy. I think I, I referred to him as Creepy Gross Guy in our notes for the um, next episode. Yeah, so. yeah, that, 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 yeah that's what I'm guy. saying. Yeah, he's going to definitely stay as Creepy Gross Guy. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Um, so that about wraps up our discussion of the plot for that episode. Um, moving on to our discussion points. So was it weird to see Kate, Alice, and Beth in the same episode? Mm, a little bit. Rachel does a really good job at playing off of herself. Like, and that's super difficult to do. So kudos to uh, kudos to her for that. Yeah. No, she did. Um, she did really well, especially just like existing as another character that's still kind of related to this character, but a different version. And then like dealing with all the trauma that she would have experienced that Beth wouldn't have experienced. Yeah. 
There's and a lot also, going on. And also, she wasn't just playing a good version of Beth. There were huge differences. Now, it wasn't like a Tatiana Maslany level of, like, completely embodying a totally different character. But, like, it was still really solid. Yeah, I was way more impressed than I expected to be. It was not nearly as lovely as Orphan Black, but that's Orphan Black, and that's its own category of epicness. Yeah, and I mean, uh, like, that's the whole stick of that show, so you can't expect yeah. it to be that good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think I think it was a good idea that they did lay out a version of you know, Beth that could have been if um, yeah. if we are still and, going to potentially get redemption for Alice. And also, that was like that was a good way of actually like acknowledging and like helping Kate deal with the issues that she confronted during Crisis when she you know fought Evil Bruce. Yeah, definitely. So that was nice. That was a nice way to wrap that up. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but as we were saying, can we talk about Rachel Scarston though? She's kind of amazing. Seriously, I don't get why every other every other like review or recap or articles that I read that cover Batwoman are like, yeah, Alice sucks. Alice is too this and that. I'm like, what? Yeah, honestly, I was reading a recap that's like, we all know the greatest week to do this show has been Rachel Scarston, and I was like, I'm done reading this recap. Okay. <laughs> Your opinions are no longer valid on any subject. Exactly. Because, <laughs> like, I'm... I'm for- you know, Rachel Scarston does not just have, like, two ex- two default expressions that happen to be two different variations of stoic glance. I'm sorry, Ruby. You're great. You're getting better. But, like, come yeah, no, on. It's especially ironic that they're hating on Rachel Scarston when Ruby's right there. <laughs> <laughs> like, again, Ruby's great. Love her. But, like, we can't, we can't just ignore her because she's pretty. Like, she's got that, like, Stephen Amell season one which is fine you know like there's nothing wrong with that like that's what the show is attempting to replicate in a lot of ways but rachel has a one she's been acting longer she has a better just range yeah yeah and it is definitely making ruby improve i mean she's not the only one i i know she's acting and doing stuff and i feel like the crossover gave her a lot of everyone just giving her pep talks and stuff like that yeah like rachel's fantastic gonna grow into it for sure because uh you know like mimi said steven was really flat and wooden in the first season but by the end man he is like he became the king of like awesome speeches yeah like no i think ruby's definitely improving um and i I appreciate that. It's just that Rachel's been at 100, like, from the beginning. So, like, being that, like, oh, she's the weak point has been, like, no. Yep. And also, there was an article I read somewhere that, like, uh, set, uh, like mentioned that Mary was annoying. And I was like, uh-uh. Nope. No. No. Nope. <laughs> nope. You don't get to touch Mary. No, you, don't get to, you don't get to insult Mary and just get my click. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting away from here. No, thank you. We stand two people on this podcast. <laughs> Alice and Mary, thank you. Good night. <laughs> you come for either of them, we're done with you. Yeah, no. Yep. Um, no, no. But, but when we, before we wrapped up our episode discussion, though, I did mask, uh, miss the one last point, which was, oh, there's the gays. Um, they actually showed up and we were like, hey, we like that woman. Um, yeah, that was cool. I did like that. I'm glad like, they showed up. It took them long I, enough, but I'm glad they I, got there. <laughs> I mean, they they had they had to coordinate their outfits and like find the right colored signs. Clearly, of course, yeah. yes. They gotta raid their nearest party city to get the, all the, the red. The color section, party city's color section. 
exactly. <laughs> that but, was a great scene. I, I did really yeah, like it. That. It was cool. I, I did like that they, like, you know, they, that she, you know, that Kate could have people to unite behind. I mean, although I feel like there could still just be regular people that aren't gay. They're like, hey, I just like you because, you know, you make it so I don't have to worry about getting mugged while going to 7-Eleven. Yeah, that's valid, honestly. Um, I think, wait, was there Party City conversation before we started recording? <laughs> Probably, but there's also throughout the recording, so I think we're up. Yeah, okay. yeah, we, yeah <laughs> we did it all like, throughout. Wait, what? <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a whole, it's a, it's a running joke that's going to just be throughout this episode. <laughs> and we are not sponsored by Party City, we just happen to constantly be name-dropping them because they're the easiest, cheap costume <laughs> store that we could think of. They are, that's true. Okay. I also liked your comment though. Like, does Alice have any equal? Blah, 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 blah. Does Alice have an actual evil agenda here? Is she just causing chaos because chaos? And I'm pretty sure she's just a sad, broken girl causing chaos because yeah, chaos. That's kind of like where it I'm felt at. like there was an agenda at one point. Yeah, she's definitely shifted her alignment from like what I at first thought was like a chaotic neutral to a full-on chaotic evil. Um, like yeah. by this point. Yeah, for sure. Like, um. Yeah, I mean, obviously, in, like, this last week's episode, it was a little more centralized because it was like, oh, well, here's something she actually has to deal with right now. But before that, it was just like, okay, well, she's going to, like, put a bomb in a school and do all this other stuff and break free. Yeah, and yeah just... because, like, before that, there were still, like, little hints of, okay, I at least care about Kate. I don't want Kate to die. Yeah. But then it, but, and now it's just like, oh, no, screw this. Uh so yeah, she's like full on shifted, like had an alignment shift from chaotic neutral to chaotic evil. And I'm sorry to anybody who didn't understand that extremely nerdy sentence because you don't play D and D, but you should definitely try it. It's fun. <laughs> I, I think most I people who go on you. the internet now probably know <laughs> what those things mean. I would hope so. If not, I don't know. Go read some internet. Okay. Um, any more comments before we wrap up our plot discussion? Naya, let's get into that feedback. All right. All right. Cool. Diving into that feedback. Let's start with our tweets. Um, I'll start with this is Ro at ROGVortex58. They said, story-wise, I think Beth is here to show Kate what she could have what she could have if she keeps fighting for Alice's soul. You can't replace her real sister with another version just because it's easy. It's not what a hero does. The Kate I know would never give up on her Beth, even if she was Alice. That's a good point. I like that. Yeah, I I, I get that. But also there I feel like there's a smarter decision here, which we'll get into when we jump into the next episode. Um, but, yeah. you know, we'll get there. Uh, I'll get the next one. Uh, so, love the turn on the light scene. This is uh, at uh, Paperclip Freak. Um, and they said, love the turn on the light scene. Obviously, Beth and Alice were um, a standout. Uh, but I liked Sophie and her dialogue with Alice. I think uh, she felt empathetic towards her. And that's awesome. Uh, the reason Alice didn't, and I think that's the reason Alice didn't kill her. I hope um, we will get Red Alice soon. Um, also, Mary uh, uh, startling uh, when she sees Beth um, as Alice. Uh, I felt that I'm curious about uh, the next episode. I think they're going to merge Beth and Alice together somehow. Oh, that's my worst fear. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Not gonna lie, paper clip, paper clip freak. Uh, that is one of my worst fears, and Mimi mentioned it. As, we'll talk uh, about it more next yeah. episode because yeah. I have 
feelings. Sorry. Yep. Yeah, Mimi <laughs> mentioned it during our group chat, and I was like, nope, keep that to yourself. If you speak that into the universe and this happens, I will never forgive you. You can blame my fiancé. He said it first, and I was just sharing his words. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, <laughs> yeah. Same. I'll, I'll share the Kenny Carly Jr. tweet saying, great episode of Batwoman, really enjoyed it. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was a solid one. It was definitely a solid one. And it, uh, like, I went back and uh, like watched it for the recording just to, just so I could like not have it uh, both episodes blend together. And yeah, it's actually much better on a second second time than it was like when it initially came out. Yeah, I gotta go with you on that one. It did. It I felt much better about it. Now we've had time away from it. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, I. Didn't, I realized I didn't unmute myself, and I was like, why do they keep cutting me off? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I'm back. Okay, we have Jar Pardon at Inspector Flora. Inspector Flora, yeah. He said, Alternative Earth Beth was a great idea by the writers. Another nice showcase for Rachel Scarston's range. Definitely. Again, she is, one, she is the best actress on this show, hands down. Like, yeah, no question. For sure. Do you want to read the next one? Oh, yeah, got you. Uh, so, um, at Lady Neo 90 uh, says, um, Season 1, Episode 11, a decent episode. Um, uh, a decent episode. The two Beths aren't uh, too bad. Rachel Scarson does a great job portraying them both. Uh, the story is good, but it looks like a be- uh, two Beths may just be too many for one Earth. Rating 7 out of 10. Yes, yeah, 7 is about where I'd put it, honestly. Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's one of the better episodes for sure. Um, much helped by, like, the, the, the uh, dual performance of the of the Beths. Um, I think it was uh, definitely a good one. Yeah. Um, I think that's the highest rating we've gotten from Lady Neo over the past couple weeks. So, I, yeah. I mean, I'll take it. I'm pretty, pretty yes. pleased with that. Okay. It shows a big improvement in the show overall, for yes. sure. So, we got a few, few emails. Um... Mimi, did you want to take the first one? Yeah, I'll read that first one from the lovely new Rachel. Uh, Dear Batwoman Podcast, can the show please stop showing disembodied human skin? Like in the scene where the creepy guy who kidnapped Beth made her knit a face mask thing for Mouse. It's like Harry's nipple thing on Legends last season, which is to say gross. I do not need to see them separate from human bodies. No, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for your efforts. Now I have the demon nipple image back in my head. Thanks. You're welcome. Thank you, Rachel. Uh, Anyway... Anyway, I really liked the episode otherwise. The Beth situation was really interesting, and I'm curious about whether or not there really needs to be only one Beth, especially given, again, the other doppelgangers that we saw in Supergirl, even though they were only in one episode and dealt with this easier uh, dealt with easier than this will be, I'm sure. I'm predicting, sadly, the other Earth Beth will die, either by Alice's hand or by accident, or possibly the team will find a loophole, but that's far less likely than her death. Also, Mary's the best, and I'm not saying that because Nicole Kang, like, Keeps liking my tweets. New Rachel. <laughs> I love Nicole Kang. Um, she is great. Yeah, she I, is on definitely. that topic, I did recently um, start watching you on Netflix, which I don't Dude. actually like very much as a show, but Nicole Kang is on there. <laughs> no, stick with it. Stick with it. The show The show gets really good. Season two is insane. Trust I'm like me. halfway through season two, though. <laughs> Really? <laughs> no, you didn't like season two either. Oh, just, I, I think it has probably more to do with my job because I do deal with stalking at some elements of my job, but it's just like uh, yeah, a little okay. too close to home. But. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like that's kind of the same thing with how, like, you know, uh, doctors don't really like watching medical shows. 
Yeah, I, I think uh, that's probably it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Nicole Kang is on there, and she's yeah. awesome. So yeah, she yeah she do, yeah she does great on there. When I saw that, I was like, oh, I have another reason to like this show now. Cool. Just gonna throw some more support in there for her because we like her. So yep. Um, our next email was in response to our comments from episode 10. Uh, I felt like it had a lot of good commentary, so I wanted to leave it in there, even though it's uh, from the week prior. So this is from Laura Redenbaugh, at Laura Redenbaugh on Twitter. And she said, I wanted to provide some observations regarding the podcast coverage, Batman Woman, episode 110. On the podcast, you were critical of the plot for not taking the lesbian teen suicide attempt far enough. The dialogue in the scene between Parker, the teenager, and Batman, Batwoman, sorry, Batwoman, makes it clear that Parker was not attempting suicide. She tells Batwoman that she was on the train, controlling it with her phone, and that she would have stopped it before it crashed had Batwoman not done so before she got the chance. Her plot was to have a brush with death that would make her parents grateful she survived rather than focus on her sexuality. Eh, okay. I feel like it's a fair commentary. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, I feel like they could have done more with it, yeah. but if that's what like, they intended, that's I, what I, they intended. Yeah, I feel like the, the reason we had that complaint is because, like, yeah, it wasn't, like, she didn't directly say that she was trying to commit suicide, but the undertones were very strong of, like, uh, like suicidal, like, tendencies, yeah. you know what I mean? I mean, that makes like, sense if that was what they were going for. We just, you know, mm-hmm. we think they could have made more of it, so. Yeah. 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 But The other on. important part piece of dialogue in that scene was the shade that Batwoman writers threw at the other shows, including possible sister show Supergirl. Parker talks about being destined for a life of hiding her girlfriends, and here's the shade, aspiring to be represented by an ancillary character in her favorite TV show. I'm sad we missed that, because that is so epic. That is, yeah, that is actually, yeah, that's a really good piece yeah. of shade, I'm not gonna lie. All With right. the way Supergirl writers have sidelined Alex, Kelly, and Nia, and refuse to acknowledge that Kryptonians are pansexual, it certainly seems like shade. I am sure that there are plenty of other shows that fit that description too. Yeah, honestly, more than would not. There, there, there's <laughs> yeah. a ton. There, uh, like the there's a reason why the whole GBF thing is like such a common thing in pop culture now. It's never like it's rarely ever like the main character. It's usually the really yeah. fun, much more interesting side character. I think of, yeah. I feel like it started with Mean Girls and just stayed there for like ten years. Yep. Yeah. Instead of improving. All right. Well, <laughs> this is ramifications of post Kurth post-crisis Earth Prime. Kate does lament to Luke that she is supposed to be a paragon of courage, but she feels like she is failing at that when social media is shooting Batwoman and the Captain America-like cop. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, before crisis, Sophie appeared convinced that Kate was not Batwoman after seeing Kate and Julia Pennyworth as Batwoman in the same room. However, it is possible that post-crisis Sophie still believes Kate is Batwoman. So that's another okay. thing I'm super okay, unclear yeah, thank, yeah, thank you for clearing that up, because yeah, we sure. were all confused about that. Mini crossovers. I need to see Sarah and Ava pick up Alex, Kelly, Nia, and Kara in the Kate. No, sorry. I need to see Sarah and Ava pick up Alex, Kelly, Nia, and Kara in the Wave Rider to attend the grand opening of Kate's Gay Bar in Gotham. Yes, I'm, just, just, I'm just saying. I, I, like I, I pitched it last time. Big gay brunch. That'd be amazing. It should happen. It should happen. And since Lena Luthor has been spotted in Gotham, the woman has slash had an automated private jet, so a trip is reasonable. Maybe they run into Lena at the bar. That would be so much better than anything the Supergirl writers have given us. I'm sorry. Hundred <laughs> percent. Let's I'm keep with our you fingers on, crossed. I'm with you on that one. As to the events of episode 111, both Batwoman and Supergirl dealt with human doppelgangers this week, with there being physical side effects for Alice and Beth. Well, Back to the Future win stood toe to toe with his doppelganger without such an impact. One of the drawbacks of all the shows being on Earth Prime is that the laws of the universe need to work the same throughout the shows. 
One last yeah, thought. That, that's one of the things that I, like, I have the biggest problem with, because it, it didn't just happen with Wade. It also happened the same way with Brainy as well. And I mean, I guess Brainy absorbed his other um, doppelgangers, but yeah. and I uh, mean, like, the win one was a direct confrontation. From, from the start, Arrowverse has just been, you know, not applying their laws equally and just like, you know, blatantly not showing consequences in one situation where they showed up. It's just so. Listen, I blame, I blame Barry for that. Barry started it with Flashpoint. It's all Barry's fault. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure Andy's going to be happy when he hears us say that. Sorry, <laughs> Andy. Sorry, Andy. <laughs> one last thought. I happen to love Rachel Maddow as Vesper Fairchild. Granted, I have a huge crush on Maddow, but I feel like we get, what we get for Vesper is the side of Maddow that her viewers see when she's covering something and is well aware of the irony of the situation. My take is the character is supposed to be some sort of gossip talk show radio. So we aren't supposed to treat Vesper's broadcast as journalism, but more like stirring the pot of public opinion in Gotham. She was always asking her listeners what they think. It would be awesome if the writers slash producers actually started having us hearing responses from her listeners and employed the device that was used on Frasier, all the callers being well-known actors. Uh, Looking forward to more podcasts from you. Same bat time, same bat channel. Thank you, Laura. Very, uh, yeah, thanks, yeah, Laura. That, very interesting. Yeah, that would be really fun, actually, for them to act to like, like, kind of like take like feedbacks and like you know common things that, like fans say on like Twitter and social media, and like use that and, and like have some cool cameos of people like calling into uh, Rachel Maddow show. That's, that would be a really cool device. That yeah, would be I'd, so much fun. Like yeah. Okay, Jeremy, did you want to do the last email? Yeah. One second. Sure. Um, <laughs> yep. Here you go. So this is from Pamela Harvey, uh, and she says, Hi, everyone. Glad to have you back. Uh, this was an intense episode. I hated the cat scene, and I hated seeing kids in danger like that. Uh, moving forward, if they continue to do that, I'm not watching those scenes. Understandable. Um, as someone who is um, in a new difficult situation with their um, uh, only living parent and having to um, const- uh, continually revisit and uh, um, and reprocess old trauma with their sister i appreciate this show taking similar um tackling similar themes um i wish it was um addressing the grief uh, that both sophie and mary are going through though um also i was curious about rachel maddow's involvement which i personally love um and had forgotten that she was the introduction of uh she was the introduction for batwoman edgy for uh, yeah, for Batwoman Edgy, the elegy, show had yeah. put out uh, elegy. Yeah, the show had put out um, a notice for hiring, um, and uh, she was the one who responded. I thought she was uh, there for us <laughs> gay moms. Um, y'all are the best, Pam. Thanks, Pam. We Thanks, Pam. Thanks, Pam. Sorry to hear you're going through things, but uh, you know we're with you all the way. Yep. Yeah. All right, um, I think we're good to move into episode 12 now. Any final thoughts before we do that? Yeah, yeah I think we're yeah, okay. This was, yeah, this was a good episode. A lot better, like, once, you know, you take time away from it and just kind of revisit it. And, like, get, especially after seeing, uh, like, this week's episode and, like, how that played in, how that played into it. I feel like it's a good springboard, for sure. Yeah, I feel like uh, this is good timing for us to do a double episode on them, for sure. So it gives us a lot of per- perspective on what's uh, what's been happening and what's going on. All right, episode 12. Um, this was, what, less than 24 hours ago? So <laughs> yep. it should be uh, fresh in our systems. How are you guys feeling? Uh, um, mixed. Very, very mixed. 
<laughs> like I said, I feel like we can't have nice things on this show for too long. <laughs> because yeah. there were a lot of really good moments, but that ending kind of just hit control Z on it. Yeah. I mean, at some point I was just like, you know, this is this is going to happen from the beginning, but Yeah, like I, like I, I knew, I knew that we like knew it. it was too good to be true. <laughs> but like, you know, there's always that sliver of hope that like maybe, but nah, we were right. I didn't want us to be right, but we were right. Yeah, that was one of the things where I was like, I don't want to be correct here, but it, yeah, I definitely am. Yep. So, <laughs> but yeah, um, so Beth is no longer with us. All rest right, in peace, peace, Beth. Yep. Yeah, rest in peace. I mean, I I feel like the only other solution would be if, well, I don't remember what what I was watching, but or something in the Arrowverse, they said that, like, because they showed the other Earths at the end of Crisis on um, Infinite Earths, that they, Mm -hmm. I believe someone had said that, you know, the other Earths still existed, but the people on Earth Prime didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that, I think that's Cisco's subplot, right? In yeah, Flash, I think so. He's traveling to the other Earths and seeing if they're okay, and seeing if there are other ways to like restore the ones that got wiped. Yeah, because he's he's really he's really bummed about like the Harry situation. Yeah, because Harry was his buddy. Because my my only other um, thought about if they didn't kill Bath would be they had to like transport her to an alternate Earth. Yeah, um, something yeah. like that. Yeah, that, that's what to... I was thinking. That's what I was thinking as well. Um, but she had to all, leave the uh, situation. So I'm also kind of, I'm also kind of confused about like who caused her death. Was it I mean it wasn't Sophie. Sophie was about to do it but stopped herself. Yeah. Was it Sophie's backup that came in? No, was that it? was Mouse's that was the abusive dad. Gross okay, dude. so okay, so with his pre- other so face. Guy. Okay, creepy so- guy with his like with yeah. Klaus Michelson dad face. Okay, cool. <laughs> Sorry, that's I know he has a name but in my yeah, head I'm yeah, like no, yeah, it's no, the Michelson's yeah, dad. Yeah. Yeah, he's classic. I, wa- no, I, I want to call him Balthazar from his brief stint in Supernatural, but he's the Michelson dad because too. So yeah, yeah he, he, he was <laughs> he was the Michelson dad for longer. Um, yeah, I, I, that, I was like, I was, that, uh, when he first showed up with his like new face, I was like, wait, where have I seen you before? And then when Mimi said it, uh, when, when Mimi said it in the group chat, I was like, oh yeah, that's Klaus's dad. No duh. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, no, not gonna lie, I thought his appearance, and especially him playing into the Beth storyline, was super random, and yeah. didn't make a whole lot of sense. Um. Also, uh, yeah, just, like, complete, just random side note, I love that, like, for some reason, like, Batwoman has become, like, the revival of, like, just bringing back uh, Vampire Diaries universe actors into the CW, because... Uh, <laughs> Because Vicky Donovan is about to play another vampire, and I'm excited. Um, yeah. Just like, oh, hey, you know all these people you liked in the early 2000s? Surprise, we found them again. <laughs> We're taking work. them out of the vault. They exist. <laughs> they, they need work, and um, they like playing vampires. So, hey, here we go. You, this has bat in the title. Let's do that. Glad we've established <laughs> this. Okay. Yes. So, now we have that down. We have Alice, you know, kind of stumbling into her conversation, uh, best conversation in, I guess, they're in the, the Gotham building. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't remember what it's called, whatever, that building. That's like, it has the Batcave, but it's also kind of the headquarters outside of the Batcave, and that's what they were all just hanging out in. As, yeah, as, I, I think that's the, that's the, isn't that the building for Kate's uh, real estate company? I'm not yeah, entirely sure. I think sure. so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, and I, I guess, you know, they have their issues with keeping a secure building like every other building in the Arrowverse. Um, yeah. And people just walk in. 
It's just, yep. That was a really, uh, it was kind of an unfortunate time for her to uh, stumble in on finding out they're like, oh, either she's dead or I'm dead. I'm like, okay, yeah, that kind of sucks. <laughs> I still just don't like the consistency, the, the inconsistency of all this. Because, like, again, we like, like they've dealt with this on both, like, Supergirl twice with Wynn and Brainy, and none of that happened. Like, granted, again, Brainy had to absorb his, like, doppelgangers into himself. Um, and that isn't really going well for Brainy. Um, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen Super, uh, isn't caught up on Supergirl. Uh, but yeah, it's not really going well for him. But you know, uh, at least they dealt with it that way. And then Win straight up just like you know had to fight his like doppelganger in his like final two episodes. Um, so like I, I would appreciate if they're gonna set all the shows on Earth Prime, which is you know something me and Mimi like you know, constantly mentioned is, like, we want it to happen so that it can streamline everything, which, yeah. you know, I'm happy about. But if they're going to do this, then, like, make the rules universal all across. Usually with shows that, like, have, like, a, a broader universe, there's always, like, a universal Bible, like, and clearly you guys haven't established one yet. Because, yeah. like, geez. Like, I'm I'm going to go back on that mini Vampire Diaries tangent. Like, it's going to be very contained, but just, like, well, Vampire Diaries originals and Legacies, while I haven't watched Legacies, they're all one big universe. And while their continuity has always been a bit up in the air, at least the relative rules are kind of, like, set oh, in yeah. stone to some oh, yeah. vague extent. All, like yeah. all, the, make- all, the rules stay, all the rules pretty much stay intact. They just kind of, like, make certain things that were, like, a more inconvenient... Um, prior to more convenient because it takes place later in the timeline like you know which daylight, is fine you know yeah, like yeah that, daylight rings were super hard to make before but now we have a ton of witches so it's way easier to make daylight rings for all these vampires to walk around okay cool <laughs> makes sense yeah yeah so, so yeah like we should do something like that with like the like all these universes like okay these doppelgangers have are coming around and like they're drawn to earth prime because that's Apparently, one of the like, like the strong, the Earth with like the strongest pull or whatever. They're sent through a wormhole or something. Cool, makes sense. Uh, okay, you can't have two people with like the same like vibrational frequency energy or whatever exist on the same Earth. Makes sense. But do that with everybody, because like it would make, because like you know, Cisco apparently still has his like vibe power, so he could easily have explained like, okay, that's why this doesn't work, and you know, you guys either need to think we need to either figure out a way to merge you guys or you know we need to send you to another universe or something yeah i think the universe has always had the weakness that their only um time they kind of line up with each other has been the crossovers um Mm -hmm. and there's just been a lot of times when they did not um when they've been trying to do similar things but not coordinating with each other and it just ends up looking kind of sloppy um and that's what i felt kind of happened here unfortunately yep I hope going forward, the writer's room, which in my head is still all in the same damn spot, even though I know they're not, they don't all film in the same area and blah, blah, blah. I want them to knock on each other's door and just be like, hey, have a plot point we might be doing. What are you guys doing? Like, come on, gang. I mean, even if they just at least had like a group chat, I feel like that'd be so much better. Have a group chat. Go to, go to, go to like lunch together. Come on, Eriverse writer's room. Have some have a summit or something like work. have a whatsapp chat just like yeah, like do a workshop a skype call discord session something i don't know <laughs> yeah uh <laughs> i rolled for that and i got a nat 18 so i have high hopes uh, okay 
Can't get the disco playing in my head now. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you. All right. Okay. Uh, So then, you know, they're having this awkward conversation, and Alice kind of finds out that Beth has been spared all of this trauma and had a nice, normal life because her Kate went back for her. And yeah, that yeah, that was the big oof moment. I I love and I loved how Ruby played that because Ruby was like. Uh, Ruby, like, as Kate had this expression of, okay, I gotta make sure she doesn't know that I, uh, that, um, her version of me went back. Please don't, please don't figure it out. Please don't figure it out. Oh, she figured it out. Crap. She was just like, oh, F. <laughs> yeah. She's, I'm, good- I'm, I'm screwed now. And I was like, okay, that's a good moment. Nice acting there. I really bought that. Good. And I mean, like, <laughs> honestly, Alice is valid, because, like, if I found that, I would probably be pretty pissed off, too. No, no, yeah. I, like, that was justified. Honestly, like, people people give Alice too much flack for being as, like, over-reactionary as she is. Do, do you, have you not been paying attention to the child torture scenes that have been going yeah, on in like, the background? Yeah, I probably <laughs> have a strong reaction to that, too, I feel like. Exactly. Like... You're telling so you're telling me there's a there, there's a universe where um instead of my sister um you know being saved by Batman and like you know going on to live a normal life without me where I get tortured by a creepy guy and his you know admittedly nice but disfigured son um I I end up being saved by my sister and then I get to live a normal life sure my mom's dead and that's sad but I got to live with my dad and my sister and go to school have a life, have friends, and, you know, not be tortured and forced to sew faces for a creepy weird guy's son. Yeah. I like the the point when Beth was like, well, I didn't wash up on the shores, and Alice is like, well, did you swim? (laughs) Yeah. She's like, but "But there was a crash, right? Uh Oh, my gosh. And it, I, and, and it wasn't and it wasn't uh, one of those instant things too, which I appreciate. Like Alice had to like logic that way out. She goes, "Okay, did you swim? How did did you like use the door as like a raft?" Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> so, yeah, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I do. Like that. I do agree. With the point though, like I can't believe it took her this long to murder Beth. But also, when Kate caught that knife, why wasn't her immediate action to chuck it back at Alice? Seriously? Just yeah. saying, like. I'm Dude, so bitter. You, you have been practicing with batarangs, and we we complimented you on it. Throw the knife. Yeah. And just that was the moment where my fiance just yelled, "You could have thrown it back!" And I was like, "You're right. She really could have." It was such a good catch, too. Listen, so man. proud. Listen, man. <laughs> you clearly have proficiency in decks. Use it. Use your proficiency, girl. Come on, you're improving. Um, yeah, no, but I, it did get us that badass Mary scene, though, like your note said. Yeah, yeah, Mary. Mary yeah, any any time where it gets married to have spotlight, I'm I'm okay. I'll 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 let you have that one for I, Mary. I feel like this whole episode was you know going back and forth versus well, I don't want to kill them, but you know if I let the other one like live, you know it was kind of those gray shades of morality. Yeah, yeah, which was pretty interesting. Um, and like. But I also like the fact that, like, Kate was using her head here and was like, well, actually, I mean, again, I understand that, like, Kate is not the type to give up on her Beth, right? Yeah. But also, she has to realize just in the long term, look, Alice has caused a lot of chaos. Yeah. And this Beth, in the long term, could not only help me 
as a person by like growing and improving and having a, some sense of normalcy. But she could also help me as a hero and like you know be a valuable asset to my team. So I'm going to make the decision as much as it pains me to save her. Yeah. And then just like oh never mind. Yeah, never mind. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I don't agree with this kind of thinking, but I see how Kate could kind of think, you know, oh, yeah. well, like maybe this is a kindness that I'm doing because yeah. you get to keep the version that has not been traumatized through all this stuff. Um, personally, I think that plays out a whole lot of icky stuff yeah, about like yeah, 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 trauma not being a worthy person. Yeah. But. And, and also there's like a, there's a little bit of a euphemism or not euphemism, euthanasia, like, yeah. like kind yeah. of a undertone there as well. Uh, because it's like, you know, uh, I could see Kate having the mindset of, well, Alice has been through so much. Maybe, you know, doing this for her is kind of putting her out of her misery. Like, yeah, uh, I feel like know? that has a bunch of like croppy, croppy, well, <laughs> um, creepy Cromorphian. and gross yeah. <laughs> implications yeah. there. Um, yeah, definitely. Like, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely, I, I don't think that like comic book Kate would go down this route but show kate i totally see where the thinking comes from yeah okay so moving on we have our badass mary scene mary was great go mary we love her yes and then we get the whole thing 100%. about mary's blood being the antidote because i don't had, yeah that was yeah, weird somebody explain that to me because i i like I heard I heard that and I instantly was like, "What?" I I, I turned to my girlfriend. And I'm like, "Wait, did I miss a scene while I was in the bathroom?" I, I think what they were going on was that the antidote that Alice gave Mary for the toxin was kind of like a general antidote, and because it was in Mary's blood, it could still cure like all of this stuff. Well, but we... it but it cures a multiversal condition. Yeah, that's what I was like. If it was sure. like another type of poison, that would have been something. But this is just like, wait, what? But this is like a like a not even like a a regular like localized disease. This is like a like a cosmic like intervention type deal. Yeah, like I mean, I, I don't. I, I think they're kind of going with like, well, it gives them like enough of an advantage over the other one for a moment that the other one will like get killed. But I'm just like, yeah. Eh. And there's a MacGuffin to destroy to make everybody feel sad because we can't actually save Beth because yeah, she was destined to die anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um. But uh, yeah. The, or go ahead, Mimi. I'm just like, why are you bringing back Mary's pain of what she went through? <laughs> that just felt like. It just uh, uh, Mary and everyone, let everyone have the proper therapy and, they need for the and, trauma and they're going and through. Also, like the part part of the reason why I like, even though I don't agree with Kate's decision, like on a like a moral perspective, I also agree with Mary in a sense of like uh, what she what she was saying and her reasoning behind. This is why you should save Beth. Um, you know, because like. Uh, she, when she met, uh, when she finally got to meet Beth, and we got to see this a little bit also in episode, uh, 11 as well, like, when she's like, you know, before, uh, when you were trying to save Alice, I didn't really get it, but now that I've met Beth, I totally understand. Um, and I like that, you know, in this short amount of time, like, Mary has built this bond with Beth, and she doesn't want, um, she feels as though, like, she'd lose another family member by, like, you know, having Beth die, you know? Yeah, and that's like just uh, that's another reason. Just nobody wants more sad Mary, right? Like, let's not. Yeah, I mean, I, I think 
in having Beth on the show, I think they did a very good job of showing that, like, she is at her core a good person. And if mm-hmm. Alice had not gone through all this, she would be a good person. As she's cares and she's empathetic. And it was just that she had to go through all of this terrible trauma that made her the way she is. And I feel like that sets up, like, a kind of a foundation for redemption if they still want to go that way. I know we've been back and forth on that, but... I feel like they're at least, you know, they're showing now that, like, it's possible she is a good person, so. Yeah, but I I feel like they're, like, moving further and further away from that, especially, like, I mean, we haven't gotten to that point yet, but, like, especially after hearing, like, the conversation with Ghost Catherine, like, yeah, yeah, that definitely, like, kind of, like, is um, making us at least want to believe, uh, believe that, like, Alice is, like, pushing more towards the evil side and embracing her evil and like kind of forsaking her humanity in a sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely understand that. I just, I'm not sure that the writers have totally given up on that at this point. Oh yeah. Um, and I, I don't want them to. For yeah. Sure. <laughs> I guess we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, the editing here was kind of funky because they're like, Oh, well this happened and this happened and the way was it really this and this one. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah, there were there were there were a lot of jump cuts, and as somebody who frequently uses jump cuts in their videos, they're they're a useful editing tool. But in a like in a professionally made show, they're a little, it's a, it's definitely a jarring thing. I mean, I, I understand that they were trying to like trip us up with like what happened first, but like at the same time, it was just like this is just unclear, and now I'm like distracted because I'm trying to figure out what's happening. So, yeah, yeah. It was it was definitely a little all over the place in that regard. Yeah. Okay. Um, where was I? But yeah, then uh, we have Beth dead. Even though Alice didn't get to kill her, Beth is gone. I yeah, I, 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 I like um, that it was just kind of convenient. Like she was she was about to die, and all of a sudden it's just like. Oh, never mind, I'm back. But I do, but I will say, the moment when she, like, when Alice realizes, you are going to let me die. Yeah. Like, yo, that gave me chills. I I was like, okay, that was cool. That was... I don't like it, but that was cool. That was was a really good moment. (laughs) The entirety of that scene, when you see, like, Beth being, like, okay, so where I saw thought that scene was going when she was like adjusting leather jacket and like taking a look at the bat bike and stuff like that i was like oh no something's switched in her head like my theory i'm gonna finally say it, jerry my theory was that when uh alice died something kind of snapped in beth to some extent and i was like oh no this is gonna be sad and then michelson asshole that he is had to shoot her and i was just like okay this is fine, I guess. And then Alice is just, I'm still alive, was lovely and messed up, but, like... Yep, and then and also, like, it kind of confused me because, like, Creepy Dad was like, well, I got rid of the girl! And then it's just like, actually, Wrong no, one. you did That's what I was like, yeah. I was like, shouldn't you know that that's not the right one? <laughs> like, like, m- maybe yeah, like not, m- maybe he knows that she has a pension for theatrics and wigs and she he thought that she was just wearing a wig because apparently everybody just thinks that, that that's just Alice wearing a wig, which, you know, makes sense because, like, you know, not everybody's just going to know about the concept of the multiverse. Yeah. So I, I guess I get it. I mean, they are twins, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, at the same time, god damn it. <laughs> right? Like, 
Like, Come does on. that mean you just, it's just like, oh, that girl looks like Alice? Let me just shoot her. Like, yeah, okay. It's like, oh, it's like, oh I, I, I see, I, I see a woman with a like a you know vaguely similar, similar like height, build, and haircut. Oh, she's getting shot now. I mean, I, th- I think it it doesn't make a whole lot of sense that he was just like, oh, I'm gonna kill her. Okay, sure, but like, I guess it did give them a good option so that you know Beth is gone and Alice is okay, and it wasn't like directly Alice's fault. Because, yep. like, if Alice had killed Beth, then we'd be on, like, an entirely different playing field right now. Yep. Yeah. And also, this this this, elimin- this eliminates, like, me and Mimi's earlier theory that, like, young Alice at some point eventually kills Creepy Dad. Yeah, uh, like, that's what I was hoping for, and now I'm way bitter. Oh, that would have been great. But I think... Because uh, because we, we have this whole theory that like that's what made Alice like that what made Alice fully snap into killer Alice that we see now is that she kills Creepy Dad to a free mouse and herself, but then now Creepy Dad's still alive, so maybe uh, she'll get the chance to finish the job and like finally kill Creepy Dad. Yeah, I'd be good yeah. with that. That's my guess. Okay. Uh, so be we touched oh. on the B plot lightly, I think. Um, is that Mouse has the plot that's actually kind of separate from everybody else that we're supposed to care about? Yeah, what was his... <laughs> his whole plot was like, oh, creep... His yeah, whole plot dad. was yeah. like, he's in the hospital, creepy dad comes over, rips off his face in a really creepy way, shocking no one, but also I was like, oh no, so I was shocked, I will admit that. Um, but like, when it was him, I was like, god damn it, of course it's him. And then, like- and then he's like, oh, tell me where Alice is. And he's just like, I'll never betray Alice. And then he's like, all right, gonna drug you. And I was like, this escalated so fast. Yeah, I was, I was like, that's my summary. I, I was like, wait a yeah. minute, hold on, hold on, hold on. So wait, does this mean, does this mean that they are officially making Creepy Dad Mad Hatter? But instead of using mind control drugs, he uses like Veritas potion from Harry Potter? Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Because that's the whole thing, right? Like, Mad Hatter's all about mind control and, like, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, Mouse would never willingly give up Alice, and so he injected him with the serum, which forced him against his will to tell, uh, for, to tell Creepy Dad where Alice was. And, you know, I figured since, like, it's a whole, like, Alice in Wonderland theme, um, and you got, like, Alice... Um, the person who created Alice in like the Batman comics uh, was uh, Mad Hatter Jarvis Tetch. So I guess yeah. we know. He, I guess he's this version of Jarvis Tetch. Like we know, we never actually hear his name. So I guess that's could be how they do it. Uh, but if so, I'm very disappointed. This is very much like a Count Vertigo Arrow thing again, yeah. and I'm not not happy. Yeah, I I just I had so many questions on how we went from him being in the hospital getting ejected with the stuff to, to him being in some other location. It was like, yeah, how did, did he, he just carry yeah. him out? Yeah, yeah, like did he just put him in a wheelchair and he's like, this is fine, I can take this patient. And they were like, yeah, all right. I have some <laughs> grave reservations about hospital security in Gotham. <laughs> and also, how did he go from like guy who creates skin masks to guy who develops mind control drug? Yeah. Like, are we supposed to, I guess, after he escaped those children or whatever we're supposed to, like, theorize now, I guess he just dabbled in other experimentation and just like, hmm, what can I do? I can do controlling drugs. That's original. Let me manipulate people some more as I rip off their faces. And you're like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, how, how, how does that connect? Because, like, you know, the, 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 like, the face ripping off thing, I thought, okay, maybe this guy's doll maker. But now yeah. uh, it, would, it makes more sense, like... 
I guess because of the Alice in Wonderland theme and of what he did with Mouse, that he's a Mad Hatter, or maybe he's some kind of amalgamation of both. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? It's confusing. Point. Yeah, I, I think I think they might have been trying to imply that it was like truth serum that like doesn't actually always exist, but seems mm-hmm. to exist in this universe. But I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, he continues to be a gross dude, and then we're done, basically. <laughs> yep. All right. Um, any last thoughts before we go into our discussion? No. We've pretty much said all our feelings about, like, how bad it felt to just see Beth get just gunned down like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can move on to our discussion now, which is, well, we knew that this was coming, but, I mean, Alice didn't kill her at least? Yeah, so that saves her from, like, being completely irredeemable. Yeah. I mean, like, I know after she killed Catherine, you're kind of like, well, she's not going to be redeemed now, but I feel like now they are kind of going back on it. And I mean, See, if- okay, so the, the Catherine thing I'm still a little mixed on, because, like, while it is definitely messed up to hurt Mary in that way, because no one should ever hurt Mary, of course. Catherine was also she's a really terrible person. Yeah. So, like, she's I don't feel entirely bad for Catherine being murdered. Uh, we didn't touch on specifically the scene with hallucination Catherine. Yeah, Ghost Catherine. Yeah, we should talk about Ghost Catherine. Uh, that was that was she's a very like, interesting scene. Yeah, um, um, I liked <laughs> when she was like, "I'll save you a seat in hell." <laughs> yeah, oh, that was so good. That was yeah, like my that, favorite part about yeah, that scene yeah, and that the heel nice. click. I was just like, "Ooh, like all of this is extra, and I needed this." That that, that was <laughs> nice. I I dug that a lot. Um, yeah. and uh, it I I think it's it's a cool idea that like Catherine, one of like probably one of the like one of the turning points of like Beth's character in terms of like her evilness I guess um is kind of the manifestation of possibility of being evil a little bit in her head you know because like she's the one that's spurring her on to like like oh yeah Kate wasn't gonna save you she was never gonna save you you're evil to the core like you know yeah so I think that's a really interesting concept and I want to see where they go with that for sure. Yeah, I think that would be interesting if they kept some level of that up with, like, you know, someone playing on Alice's shoulder and, like, kind of spurring her on. Yeah, for because, sure. I, you know, we, like, they said multiple times throughout the episode that Alice is a broken girl, and so it makes kind of sense for her, like, her psyche to develop these different kind of aspects, um, especially to reflect the different forms of trauma. Now, while the Catherine thing was more trauma she inflicted on someone, it was also kind of, again, like a moral turning point for her, so it makes sense that it manifested itself in that way yeah i mean i I feel like alice's like hatred towards Catherine is kind of valid because it does Mm -hmm. seem like at some point that like there's a pretty good chance they would have found her if they had kept going yeah and like Catherine couldn't have known that obviously but like for beth to have been like that close and for her to be the person that cut this off i understand why she would be a little uh a little angry about that for sure So, so Okay, so now that we had Beth and now that we lost Beth, what do we think is going to change with Kate and Alice's relationship? It's going to be conflicting as all hell for Kate. There's going to be a couple episodes of angsty Kate, and I'm not looking forward to angsty Kate. Um, Yeah, I think we're going to get a lot of angsty Alice, too. We've already had a lot of angsty Alice, but still. Yeah, yeah, we'll get a little bit extra. Just like, you let you let me die basically for someone you hardly knew and like it will hopefully lead to some good dialogue but like yeah 
I mean, maybe oh, she'll and at least she'll be wear at least uh, you know she'll likely start wearing darker leather now, and that'll look mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be good. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting to see how it plays out. I know we have Alice kind of on a whole bench now that like, oh well, you know, she was going to choose her over you, and that's just gonna not be great. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, I know we've, we've touched on this a bit a little bit going forward, but do you think? there's still a possibility of Alice being redeemed after we had in Lost Beth? Um, again, because she didn't do it herself, there's still that chance. Uh, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not, like, 100% sold on they're gonna do it, but it, there's the opportunity is there. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think it's not 100% that it's, they're gonna go forward with it, but they've definitely left the option open for them, which is valid, so... Cause I and I, cause I think that's the only real uh, way to keep Rachel on the show, uh, because like she's gonna end up like burning out her welcome as a villain, right? Like so, yeah. You you, you gotta like that's the only way to keep her on, and we need to keep her on because she's like the best part of the show besides Mary. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it'd be really good if they do manage to bring her to the light side, and she has to stay on the show um, in that capacity. I think it would take a lot of work at this point, but I think yeah, that like would, I think it would be it would, the best it would choice. Be a, it would be a very much of, a, of like a Jason Todd esque arc, and I would yeah, be fine. With that's that. what I was like, thinking. Let's let's go ahead and do that. I'm cool. Cool. I could I could get behind it if they do it right. Like if yeah. they part of me would love to see it this season, but another part of me is like, don't you dare give us to this this season because you've done so much stuff. Like save that for a season two. Oh, it's definitely, you know? yeah, it definitely should be a season two thing if they decide to do it. But uh, yeah. yeah, I want her kind of like, while I still want her in the show, I kind of want her to be like locked up for a bit so she can have separate, like, I want scenes of her getting therapy and not like therapy therapy, but therapy. Like I need her to like yeah. grow separately before she's like, I'm going to be a good person now. Like, yeah. no, I need to watch the, her grow. The, yeah. The ther- therapy is the secret solution to all the problems of the Arrowverse. So yeah. it's so like, true. Come on. Listen to the bright sessions. It makes things okay. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just, just come yeah. on. Man. Uh, I, I do agree. I think Mimi has the right idea. I think having getting yeah. her locked up and then, like, you know, having her be able to, like, reflect on her actions properly without the outside influence of, say, like, a, a mouse or a creepy dad... Um, like it, uh, it would, pr- it would give, it would make a lot, it would make more sense for her to start down like a, you know, a brighter path after that type of reflection. So, well, yeah, I, I would be down with that route. Yeah, I, I agree. I think if she is going to come back as a good person, we definitely need to see that growth and not just like an instinctual change of like, what was that uh, end of season three of the Flash when they're like, uh, oh, what the crap is it called? The bad person that. Barry was pretending, or the other Barry was being he's like, oh, he's good now. And uh, was, like, was that Savitar? Savitar, yeah. Savitar? yeah. Oh, yeah you Savitar. said Balthazar earlier, and my mind kept wanting to go there, and I was like, no, not quite. Ah, <laughs> uh, Savitar. Savitar. Yeah, they're he's like, face Barry. oh, he's gonna be good now, but there was, like, nothing to actually support that, and obviously did not yeah, work. Yeah, that, yeah, that didn't make any sense. Yeah, let's hope, let's hope they don't do that. Like, um, again, like... The locking her away and putting her in prison is like the perfect device to allow for growth. Um, now, and and they could even do the whole thing of like showing scenes of, of course, her defending herself in prison. So, like, you don't necessarily know is she still like bad Alice who kills people because obviously she's killing some of these prisoners that are messing with her, or does she really? Um, is she really changing because she's going to these counseling sessions in prison and stuff like that? 
Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Tune into Batwoman season two to find out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say I was I was kind of picturing like them having one of the like cells in like the bottom of the uh, Wayne Communications buildings and it kind of being like a private prison thing. But I oh, don't know. <laughs> you mean you mean kind of like the the really inhumane conditions that Star Labs has with the pipeline? Yup. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's what. <laughs> When uh, their season one of Supergirl was going on and Jimmy Olsen found out that they had Maxwell Lord in like their private prison, he's like, what happened to due process? I was like, well, don't let him know what's going on in the flesh. <laughs> right? <laughs> Seriously, though, like, I-, I like that they had like a little comedic series of shorts where Cisco like got the inmates big belly burger, but also like... Come on, guys. You can, yeah. you're very, very, you literally work for the cops. <laughs> yeah. And I think, they, doing this? I think they tried to, like, work that out somehow with getting them, like, oh, well, there's a better midway at Iron Heights. But, like, yeah. it, was real, it was real sketchy for a while there. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Um, any last thoughts before we jump into feedback? No, I'm good. Naya, let's go into that feedback. All right. Mimi, do you want to start us off? Yeah, from Batwoman post-crisis, uh, Batwoman 1920 tweeted, I really liked Good Beth and I was sad to see her get shot, probably by Johnny's dad. Yeah. Valid. You're good. That's what Mouse's actual name is. Because, like, when they said Johnny, I was like, wait, who's Johnny? Yeah, yeah no, I was like, like in my oh, head, he's just like, Mouse. Yeah, that dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have from Dice Catastrophe saying, having Beth get taken out like this really feels like having her in was just about putting Kate and the audience through the emotional ringer with not a lot of plot slash character payoff besides Alice being angrier. But maybe I'm still a bit raw about it. I just don't feel like where we ended up was worth it, but I think that they made those decisions in order to bring the crossover in, and it just feels very unworthy of this show. It feels emotionally manipulative in a way that I generally try to avoid in my media. I think it would have been better if when one of them died, their identities merged, it would have made Alice redeemable. They can still do that, but this is my least favorite episode because it feels so contrived. I didn't... I didn't think about it from that angle. I would have been okay with the merging happening if, like, it it took that turn where, like, good, like, you know, Beth's good uh, intentions kind of help to guide and override Alice's more psychotic impulses. The, that would yeah. actually be interesting. I, th- I think if they were going to do that, it would have to take place later in the season, though, because they're obviously not yeah. at a point where they could just be like, well, Alice is good now. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Plot-wise. But, yeah, finishing that tweet to... Like, how did he even get there if he was going off drugged Mouse's info on Alice? That's a very valid point. Yeah, that, that's that's the biggest question we have in the episode. Like, how did he get there? Good points. Good points. All right, uh, I got the next one. At uh, Kenny Crowley Jr. says at, at Bad Woman Podcast, good episode. I really liked it. Yeah, it's a pretty solid one. Honestly, I like the one before this better than this one. Um. I agree with, like, the last tweet. It does feel a little emotionally manipulative, and the ending doesn't feel entirely earned. Yeah. But we'll see how the season ends, and then maybe we'll revisit that and see if, like, this was worth it. Yeah. Sounds good. Maybe. I'll read from Paperclip Freak. Uh, It's a long one. Bear with me as I try not to jumble. You're good. Uh, Dig the new mask. I feel like Ruby's finally able to speak properly. Yep. I was hoping they would merge Beth and Alice together, and I'm still sour about it. Overall, I think the production seems to finally have found itself, and I'm glad there was no CGI explosion this time. I'm intrigued by Mouse's father. I hope he will stick around a little longer to stir up the dynamic of the villains. 
Kate's decision was an interesting dilemma. I liked the guilt aspect of it, and as soon as Alice dies, it hit it hits her hard. But oops, Alice is alive. What a surprise. I personally hoped that they'd merge Alice and Beth and everything would seem normal, but Beth would turn into Alice more and more, and that would have been an amazing uh, would have been amazing to explore her character. It would also force Kate to live with her decision. Overall, it seems this episode was much calmer than the rest. There are some pretty nice camera shots, possible with Mr. Mouse, and transition between cuts, Alice Beth coughing. Also, Alice's theme song is pretty cool. Only noticing it now, and fight scenes were really cool. Yeah, I think especially yeah. given what we said about how they've interpreted it on different shows and like how they did do the merging on Supergirl, it would have been a really good option that they missed. Mm-hmm. So that's it, kind it of is definitely a missed opportunity. I know, like at first, I st- I was hating on the idea, but like the more people bring it up, I'm just like, actually, yeah, this could be a really could that that could be a really cool thing to play with if done correctly. Yeah, it it really could have been good, but now we're just left with meh. So <laughs> that's disappointing. All right, uh, um, at Rogue uh, Vortex fifty eight, they say, I understand that it's easier to just let Alice, the one who suffered for 11 years, die so the good unbroken version of her can live, that Kate Kane does not do easy. If she did, she would would have just told the army what they wanted to hear. Sorry, but I don't recognize this Batwoman. Yeah, that's a valid point. I mm-hmm. oh. don't think that the, the Kate that we've seen up to this point would have just given up on her sister like she did here, basically. Yeah, it was definitely a, a much more like totalitarian, or not totalitarian, util, utilitarian. Utilitarian, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, philosophy professor. <laughs> I, 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 did only, I did only get a B in that class. Um, but, yeah, um, it's definitely much more of a, like, that type of perspective than, you know, usually Kate is, especially because we've seen Kate before be a character that is very much driven by her emotion and her heart, and Beth is kind of the core of that. Um, it, it did feel a little weird, but, again, it, it did make more sense for her to uh, choose um, Beth over Alice. And, you know, like everybody was saying... If they had, like, added the extra consequence of uh, Beth slowly turning more into Alice because of a merging thing, uh, that would have given her decision more consequence, uh, like, if she had, if that had happened. Yeah, I think, I think that would have been really cool, honestly. As, like, Alice at the first time would have to de- deal with, like, having, like, drawbacks and, like, um, hesitation on these things that she used to do so easily. Mm-hmm. So that would have been good, but... Guess not. So, do you want to take the next one, Jeremy? Yep. Okay. So, this is from Lady Neo ninety. She says, uh, "Season one, episode twelve. Okay, episode. I'm glad the two Beths bit is over, but the twist at the hospital got me uh, interested all over again. Um, The fight between Mary and Alice was good. An inevitable conclusion, but an intriguing one as well. Rating six point five out of ten. Yeah, that's probably where I would put it also. It was a good one, but not as good as the last one. Yeah, I agree. Mimi, you wanna Yeah. Uh from Siggy Mask Ripper Org. Nice. Uh referring to Kate letting Alice die. Well it's a clear thing for me. She'd rather wanted the good Beth to live under her murderous psychovision. A most ra- uh, rational decision no matter what Alice suffered. Yeah. I agree though. Like I really was hoping for Beth to live, we could have gotten that messed up Beth Alice merge, but we were robbed. Yeah, <laughs> we were really robbed. Like, wow. I just—it feels like something. It makes me mad because it would have been a great solution, but it feels like something that the writers like probably didn't even consider. 
Yeah, it feels like they made the decision without really putting any forethought into like yeah long term like long term consequences. They were kind of just like, well, she's gonna die. So yeah. I bet like after the episode aired and everyone was tweeting all these kind of theories, they were like, shit. <laughs> like, oh crap, <laughs> we could have done that. It's, it's, it's <laughs> like, wait a minute, we were like, we were just doing this to like do some crisis stuff. We weren't actually gonna make it as a long lasting plot point. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Uh, it's too late. We already filmed the scene where she dies. Dang it. Yeah, like, oh, the Supergirl Raiders came up with that. Like, maybe <sighs> she should have checked with that. Man, we should have did Should checked that text thread, but we were busy. <laughs> we should have did the Check merge the thing. Yeah. We should have <laughs> did the merge thing. Dang it. Tragic. <laughs> Alright, our final tweet here, uh, Pamela Harvey at Hovering Ladle, she said, I really just want a fun episode where she gets an actual team together and reveals her identity. Yeah, I feel like we a fun that, episode honestly. would be good about this time. Yeah. Honestly, if we could just get like a girls' night out and get some other like characters in from the Arrowverse, like just like yeah. a super small crossover, yeah. that'd be so I'm, much fun. I'm still, this is my second time mentioning it, but I'm going to say it one more time. Big gay brunch. Just <laughs> let, let's make it happen. I mean, that's that would be fantastic. Like, There's, next week does look fun, but it's not the fun where we, it's not the wholesome fun we want on a CW show, goddammit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like CW shows aren't their best when they're wholesome and fun. That, that's why I'm really, like, complete side note. That's why I'm really enjoying Katie Keene, because it's not trying to be super extra or out there or shock people. It's just a wholesome, fun, like, kind of rags to riches type story, which is entertaining. Like, you don't, you know, you don't gotta try too hard. I'm still I'm still obsessed with the preview of that show just being Josie being like I'm from Riverdale that's the murder capital of the world I'll be fine. I mean, it, yes, it, it's it's fair. Though. Josie's that's, valid. That's, that's an that's an accurate statement, Josie. I agree. I'm sad that it's true, but it's true. People from people from Greendale, the actual town where Satan lives and regularly visits, are afraid to go to Riverdale. Let I, I, that sink in for a second. Like yeah. that uh, line made me pause in the middle of my uh, chaos binge, and was like, "You, you got okay." <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> that's even my final thoughts on the episode we're watching right now. Like that we we're watching right now that we watched last night. We're just okay. Okay, yep. <laughs> okay, that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, it was All a right. thing. I guess we'll see where we go from here. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I, I feel like at this point, like for most of the other Arrowverse villains for the season, we'd have like some idea of what their plan is at this yeah, point. Yeah, there's a go- what is Alice's goal? And also, like we we got little hints of like the crime bible stuff early on. Did they just kind of drop that? Because we have yeah. no idea what is Alice even trying to do now. Like, like it, it just seems like she's just doing random things to cause chaos. Which you know, I like a good chaotic evil villain. One of my favorite villains is the Joker, who is chaotic chaotic evil personified. But like, come on. I'm going to be Not honest, though, before it was revealed that it was uh, hallucinative uh, Mother Dearest, I thought it was going to be the woman that they had name-dropped so many episodes ago when Alice was like, don't mention her name. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, are they doing crime? Like, when I heard Heels, I was like, oh, are we getting a crime Bible thing? And then it was like, oh, <laughs> it man, so it's a hallucination. And I was just like, okay, that works, too. They it did work, but, like... They and, better come back and also, And also, like, the, like... You know, as much as I was, I'm excited to see again Vicky Donovan come back as a vampire. What does a vampire have to do with the plot? Like, is are yeah. we still? Can Arrow Arrowverse, please, please? I'm a big fan of Buffy. I grew up on the show. 
But can we stop with the villain of the week thing and just do an overarching story? Like, can I have like a side point that I think would be cool? Only because now that I'm thinking about it, because we're talking crime bible. Yes, go for it. Maybe. I I have this theory now that I'm thinking about it that maybe the crime bible will be the whole shtick at the end of the. It's gonna cause Alice and Kate to have to team up. To be like, ah, shit, we gotta deal with this crime bible stuff because Alice, you've been like unintentionally pissing off your bosses all season while you've just been causing chaos in Gotham. You've been pissing off people, you know? Like maybe they'll tie that in, yeah. and that that will be their League of Assassins drama because they don't have League of Assassins drama, you know? Like maybe that will be their season two plot point. Just a guess slash theory. Yeah, that would I, that'd I, be good. I'd be cool with that because yeah, like I said, like now, now that we're thinking about it, like it seems like they dropped that entire plot line of that like was the initial like uh, like teaser like in all of, like the promo stuff and like the plot synopses for the show. Uh, so like it's definitely weird that like we've heard hide nor hair of it besides that one mention earlier on. My other side hope now is that maybe Alice's plot will now be like I gotta get rid of my abusive dad like maybe they'll like oh surprise oh, yeah. no, no, yeah. try- like maybe they'll be like oh yeah you know how she's been causing chaos well surprise she's been trying to find her father you know like who's not her father but yeah, def- <laughs> yeah. i mean I- i'm cool with like just taking a detour to just focus on killing dad because creepy yeah. dad definitely needs to die it can have theories whatever yeah, i'm sure, I'm sure he's gonna get killed <laughs> Between one of yep. one of the children, including Kate, Mouse Alice and Kate, I feel like one of them yep. is going to kill him before yep. versus yeah. one else. I hope so. For sure. I hope he yep. gets very dead. Um, we also failed to mention that Jacob's still in jail and getting beaten up. Oh yeah, <laughs> I realized that. And, and then and then he and then he got uh, you know rescued by a random black inmate, and random black inmate is like you know I could get in a, a lot of trouble for saving for saving a glorified cop, so yeah. I'm gonna need you to return the favor later. Even like, though nobody saw him just save the glorified yeah, cop, so it's like how funny. would they know? Yeah, like are, are you gonna tell people what's what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I was also very confused at who the guy beating him up was, and so Mimi was like, actually, that's the the guy who was, like, Alice was, like, having an affair with in the earlier episode. Like, I was like, oh, that guy. Yeah. Gotcha. That would make it's sense. Alice's lover boy we forgot about. That there's, like, surprise, he's in prison. It's just, that's now weird. it's the second show with dad in prison plot. I'm just like, uh... There are a lot of dad in prison plots on the CW. Like, Flash season one had a dad in prison plot. Uh... Like, Arrow had a dad in prison plot, technically, because, you know, Oliver was a father. Um, Nancy Drew has a dad in prison plot going on right now. But um, not really. Spoilers. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, Betty's dad is in prison in Riverdale. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, yeah. like, yeah. That whole, yeah, there's that whole thing, too. Yeah, what is with the CW and dads in prison? Huh. I'm glad we've established this. <laughs> we, 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 we found the common thread. Dad must be in prison at some point to complete an Arrowverse show. Yep. We, <laughs> we've, stu- we've stumbled upon, like, just the weird commonality on this network. Mark Guggenheim's master plan. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Do we have any final thoughts before we go to social media handles? No, um, I'm good. Uh, this, this episode was not as good as uh, the one from two weeks ago, but still, okay. Yeah, I, I feel uh, I'm about at the same spot. Yeah, could have been better. 
so many things we could have had, but I'm not yelling as much as I thought. So like, that's an improvement, yeah, guys. That's right? Good. We'll take it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and like, we, did, we didn't have to. We didn't have to take like. We didn't have to take a few minutes for like. Uh, you know, why are you doing this to the Jewish character, right? Like, yeah. So like, um, you're welcome, yeah. internet. <laughs> Wasn't any horrible atrocities against Jewish characters? Extremely low bar. Yep. Huge improvement. The extremely low bar. There's a secret tally in my house of just like, <laughs> what shows pissed me off this week for Jewish reasons? Parentheses. <laughs> but, to, but to, like, just just to be fair though, like, keep in mind this show did that like three times in a row, like back to back to back. So, yeah, like, yeah. maybe has a very I valid to have this valid. But so about those social media handles. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, so you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Canary at Law. What about you guys? Jeremy, oh. you got more to share. Oh yeah. So you can find me on Twitter at Mr. J's Reviews. Also, uh, I do my own individual episode uh, video reviews uh, on Valer.tv. You just search Mr. J's Reviews and you'll find me there. I cover all the Arrowverse TV shows and a bunch of other TV shows as well. And also, I have my own podcast where we talk about TV stuff with my good friend Brian Kersey called Channel Chasers. Our two most recent episodes, we covered uh, the final season of Arrow and the final season of The Good Place. Both pretty sad episodes. More tears were involved with The Good Place, though. So uh, definitely <laughs> check those out. Uh, Such a good show. J- just uh, search uh, Channel Chasers on wherever you get your podcast, and I'm sure you'll find us, because I'm pretty sure we're on most of those. Uh, so... I'd, I'd really appreciate it if uh, you like me on here to check that one out. Uh, but that's pretty much it for my social media stuff. Uh, you can find me. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Morganstein17. Jeremy and I do have a book podcast that we are slowly but surely working on. Yeah. It just comes down to like us each having the. It's kind of like when we were in college and we did our YouTube views. It's like, hey, do you have the book yeah. yet? No, okay, yeah, I'll wait. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, all about, it's all about reading schedules and coordinating reading schedules. It's it's very it's it's a lot more difficult, and we already have a hard time coordinating TV schedules for this podcast. So, so like it's it's, it's even gonna, more complicated. But we'll also, get like, I work nights now, so whatever. We'll make it work though. But it will be uh, titles are like work in progress because I think I made one channel and you made yours. So I'll list that one next time. Oh, yeah. 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 I have faith. We'll, we'll get it. You got this. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. You appreciate yeah. it. All right. Well, I think that's it for now. The show should be back every week from now, so you'll probably be hearing from us somewhat more often. Yep. Um, and and it's the full and it's the full twenty four. So we got a ways to go. Full twenty four. Yeah. Woo! Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we will see you guys later. Bye. Bye. Bye.